PR Connections Radio presents. Welcome to the 15-Minute Mediator Podcast. My name is Nancy Gabriel, and I'm the owner of Mediation Around the Table. As a mediator, I help people in conflict come to their own resolution. I do this by facilitating conversations between the parties and asking questions that require them to actually listen to each other. Candidates for mediation are people who are more interested in coming up with solutions than they are in being right. If you think I might be of help to you in your situation, I encourage you to visit my website, mediationaroundthetable.com, and learn more about the services I've been providing to the Southern Nevada community since 2012. Thank you, and stay tuned for the podcast. Has anybody ever told you you're a good listener? Has anybody ever accused you of not listening? How often do you hear the rhetorical word listen during a political speech or a debate? I challenge you to take an eye out for that word listen for the next day or two and see how it's batted around and how casually it's used. James Cash Penny, the founder of J.C. Penny Stores, once said, the art of effective listening is essential to clear communication, and clear communication is necessary to management success. Effective listening is also important to relationship success, and so is not listening. Too often we are more focused on what we're going to say next instead of actually hearing what the other person is saying, and of equal importance, what the other person isn't saying. I'm reminded of the famous Paul Simon lyric, people talking without speaking, people listening without hearing, people writing songs that voices never shared. And you can say thank you right now that I didn't sing those lyrics. And one last quote, I'm gonna attribute this to my dad, although I'm fairly certain he didn't actually coin the phrase, but he used to tell me all the time, God gave you two ears and one mouth so you should listen twice as much as you speak. Now, if you have less than 15 minutes, I'm going to be able to teach you how to become a better listener. First off, grab a piece of paper and a pencil and take this little quiz for me. There are eight yes and no questions. I'll give you a second or two, and I'll speak slowly, starting with question number one. Answer yes or no. Do you maintain frequent eye contact with the speaker? Question two, yes or no. Are you suspending your judgment of the person's appearance? Question three, yes or no. Are you encouraging the speaker by nodding and conveying your own understanding? Question four, yes or no. Do you stay focused on the conversation instead of trying to keep an eye on what else is going on around you? Question five, yes or no. Does your mind start to wander as soon as you believe you've heard enough to understand? Question six, yes or no. Do you assume you know what the speaker is going to say before he or she says it? Question seven, yes or no. Are you thinking about what you're going to say in response while the other person is still talking? And question eight, yes or no. 
do you need to have the last word? Okay, take a look at your answers. And if you answered yes to questions one through four, give yourself a pat on the back. If you answered yes to questions five through eight or any one of them, your listening skills might need a little bit of improvement. Now I'm going to elaborate. So remember question one was, do you maintain frequent eye contact with the speaker? Eye contact can be a challenge for lots of people. And if you're someone who finds making eye contact uncomfortable, I suggest that you practice. First, become conscious of whether you're looking directly at the person or whether you're avoiding their eyes. Think of eye contact as a form of respect. As to question two, are you suspending your judgment of the person's appearance? I've caught myself checking on the way the man tied his tie or whether I thought the woman's dress was too tight or too loose. When you're distracted by someone's appearance, you cannot fully listen to what they're saying. Question three, are you encouraging the speaker by nodding and conveying your own understanding? Feedback by way of your own body language is another way to let the person know that you're engaged in what they're saying. Question four, do, do you stay on focused on the conversation instead of trying to keep an eye on what else is going on in the room? And this should be a no-brainer. Unless you see billows of smoke and firefighters coming in and, and asking you to evacuate, staying in the moment is the right thing to do. Question five, does your mind start to wander as soon as you've heard, you believe you've heard enough to understand? I can't speak for anyone else, but I can always tell when someone's mind is wandering while I'm talking. And it happens often enough because I talk a lot and I blame myself for talking too much or for being boring. Try your best to stay focused. Question six, do you assume you know what the speaker is going to say before he or she says it? Don't. You could be 180 degrees wrong. Question seven, are you thinking about what you're going to say in response while the other person is still talking? This one is huge. We all do this from time to time, some of us more than others. When I'm conducting a divorce mediation and I suspect a party is framing a response rather than listening to what the other person is saying, I'll jump in, interrupt, and ask that person who I think who I think mind is wandering to repeat what they just heard. Please don't let yourself caught and get caught in that. It's embarrassing. And the last question, do you need to have the last word? I could speak volumes about this topic. I've even blogged about last worders. Try not to be one. It's totally unimportant. I think too often we confuse listening with hearing and there's a big difference. Hearing is involuntary. For those of us with the ability, it just happens. On the other hand, listening is a choice and so is not listening. Imagine you're a doctor using a stethoscope to evaluate a patient's heartbeat. In that moment, you are both hearing and listening. You're hearing the heartbeat and you're listening to its quality. You're undertaking a pretty serious endeavor and responsibility to both hear and listen, right? But what if you're not wielding a stethoscope? What if you're having an important conversation with your spouse or your teenager or your supervisor or your coworker or your neighbor or your mom? 
Don't you also have a serious responsibility to both hear and listen? If you're telling your supervisor that you intend to take the second week in August off for your vacation, and you notice that she's reading an email while you're talking, how does that make you feel? Do you feel unimportant? Do you feel frustrated? Do you feel annoyed? Do you feel insignificant that she's not giving you her full attention and listening? Do you tell your supervisor to focus? Do you tell her to pay attention? Do you quiz her by asking, what days did I just say I wanted off? Or are you nicer about it? Tell you what, you'll say, I'll send you an email so you have the dates in writing. That will be a much more diplomatic way to handle it, don't you think? On the other hand, if you were talking with your teenager, you'd probably be a lot less courteous. You most likely would say, put your phone down and listen to me. I mean, you know he's hearing you, but you want to make sure he's actually listening. And during an argument, you're more, it's more likely that you're each thinking about how to defend yourself rather than actually listening. It's a natural defense mechanism, and we all use it at one time or another, and some of us use it more than others. Now, if you want to improve your listening skills, and let's face it, we all probably do or ought to, I've broken it down to four steps. Step one, remember that listening is respectful and showing respect to a colleague, friend, family member, service provider, etc., is the right thing to do. Step two, observe the body language of the person talking. Is she leaning in because she feels strongly about what she's saying? Is he having difficulty making eye contact with you? Step three, repeat back what you thought you heard. You heard. Say something like, just so I fully understand you, are you saying, etc. Obviously, there's some picking and choosing here. Otherwise, you'll be annoying and not a better listener. So use some discretion and don't repeat back every single thing the other person said. And step four, acknowledge that you not only heard, but you actually listened. This is a tricky one because it most likely involves having some empathy or sympathy or compassion. By acknowledging the other person's feelings, irrespective of whether you actually agree, you are validating the entire conversation. You could say something like, you sound like you're frustrated, or I'd feel betrayed also if that happened to me, or it seems as though you're embarrassed, but it will go away in a day or two. Let me emphasize those feeling words I just used. Frustrated, betrayed, embarrassed are good examples. Another example of a feeling word is grateful or joyful or thankful or optimistic. Mediators have toolboxes filled with feeling words and can help you to accurately express yourself so that you believe you've been heard, you've been listened to, and that you've been understood. The transition from conflict to resolution is significantly easier once an understanding has been reached. Let me recap those four steps, just in case you weren't listening. Step one, be respectful of the other person. Step two, observe the other person's body language. Step three, repeat back what you thought you heard. And step four, acknowledge that you actually listened by showing empathy or compassion. Use feeling words to demonstrate this. 
As a mediator, I've been formally and extensively trained to listen to my clients. As a human, I'm a work in progress. My personally, my greatest listening challenge is to keep myself and my experiences out of the conversation. I have a tendency to bring up a relatable story about myself to show I understand. And that's not always a good idea because that tends to show the speaker that I was thinking about what I was going to say next rather than actually listening. It's a better idea for me to simply listen, and I tell myself that frequently. What do you suppose is hindering your ability to be a better listener? Are you one of those people who is always thinking about what you're going to say next? Do you interrupt? Do you forget to maintain eye contact? Are you looking around the room? Those are all things that we all can do better if we try harder. Feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, and on my website, mediationaroundthetable.com, or simply search for Mediation Around the Table. And most of all, thank you for listening. I'll see you next month. Bye-bye, everyone.